we're in NASCAR now. You're in the truck series. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me like when I watch these races, uh, those boys, a lot of the times, take advantage of you. They wreck the shit out of you. And 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 I and I'm a, listen. I ran 905 NASCAR races, mm-hmm. and I remind everybody of that. I've been there, done it. Uh, do they wreck you? Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I would say it's a it's a double-edged sword because I don't think people go out there and just like, I'm going to go after Haley and yeah. type deal. I don't think it's like that. But I think it's maybe I've been over the last two and a half years a little bit less aggressive because I kind of wanted to take a step back. And I knew the Trek series was going to be hard. I knew going into it. Yeah. And I still had a lot to learn. I didn't know a lot about the mechanical side of stock cars. Like even still going into the truck series, I was still learning so much and I still am learning a lot, but, and I feel like there's always more to learn, <laughs> but yeah. it was something to where I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to be less aggressive. I'm going to be less of the person coming in here going like, I'm going to smoke all you guys type deal. Like I'm not going to be that person going into the truck series. Cause it's going to be hard. And I know that. And so I kind of took a step back. And I think with that, I became a little bit less aggressive. And so I think I got into the, the category of people that like, there's certain people on the track that you kind of know you can take advantage of. And I think, yeah. And I think I put myself like, didn't mean to, but like almost accidentally put myself into that category. And so I think this last year, I've tried to be more aggressive, tried to kind of get back what I had before and I feel like because I was looked at as a person that's not as aggressive or not as they're easy to take advantage of. And I think because I was looked at like that, that I wasn't that when I do start being aggressive, I just get junked. <laughs> that like, but there's yeah. no like intimidation factor. Right. Yeah, I get that. And you know what? I wasn't going to go to this situation now, but but it's the perfect time. And I, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. So you. You ran second in the big SRX race at Eldora. So no matter what, no matter what we think of the SRX series, it's really famous. Mm-hmm. We, we know the cars are what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know there's 12 or 13. But when you ran second, Tony Stewart got out of his car and said, damn, Haley is really good on dirt. And then your interview for me because I have three daughters, your interview was very emotional because I've raced so much. I could see in your eyes. The glisten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you were happy because you, you've been roughed up over the last two years. Yeah. But, but all racers go through that. But what I really drew my attention to was that you said, you know, and we all do it, Haley. I'm not just saying this to you. Yeah. Even, even Mark Martin said, listen, when we win, we say, oh, no, when's our next win going to be? Mm-hmm. So you've been roughed up lately over the last two years. You get the second place finish at Eldora. Tony Stewart says, oh, my God, she's an incredible dirt racer. But you you said, I have been lacking some confidence lately. And, and we all do. Mm-hmm. 
what techniques do you use? Like, like uh, I had Square D, and I'm and I'm popular for telling the truth. They spent twenty two grand on me going to Topeka, Kansas, to take sports therapy. Really? I, I my brother Rusty chewed my ass, and he goes, "You, you should have came to me. I'd have helped you." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, so you know, you don't have to say anything, but. Do you have you used any techniques here lately? Because it sounds to me like you need to start, you know, mm-hmm. getting going again. Yeah. What's what's the latest on confidence and techniques of getting your mojo back? So it's funny, actually, about two to three weeks ago, like I always felt like I was going in a downward, and I'll be honest about it. Like I felt like I was going in a downward spiral. Obviously, when you aren't doing good in racing or at least having those results, it don't matter if you're running 10th and you get wrecked, people look at that number. They go on that racing reference and they look up, oh, she finished 36. Well, yeah, because I was running eighth and I got junked. <laughs> but well, that's what I meant from early. You get yeah. wrecked a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so people look a lot at that end number and don't see how it went throughout the race. And I think with that, though, it becomes like, okay, what if sponsors are getting unhappy? What if whoever, the team's not believing you? Whatever it is, like, I feel like, and I, those aren't things like, uh, my team believes in me and I'm super thankful for that. I have a really good crew of guys behind me, but like, obviously it makes it tougher to get new sponsors. If I do want to move up to Xfinity, which I do, it makes it hard to find sponsors when those results aren't there. And plain and simple, because people look at that end result number and, and don't see if you are getting better or you're not, whatever it is. But uh, with that, I just felt like I was spiraling and my confidence was completely gone. Start questioning myself of like, man, can I really do this? Like, do I have it in me to go to that next level? Do I have that? Do I have the ability to? And I just kind of like, I started talking to a few people about it. And I actually started working with again, as of two weeks ago, started talking to him and he actually came to that SRX stage with me was my old driving coach, like driving mental coach. Um, He helped me out when I was winning in the off-road stuff. Um, Helped me. He's the one that owns a go-kart track, Troy Adams. And he helped me through my whole start of K&N and all of that. And then once he, cause he lives on the West coast, once I kind of came East coast, uh, his son races too. So it's hard to make that happen. <laughs> so but I actually started working with him again and he came to this last race, came to the SRX race and the truck race. Just super happy. He was there to see me do good at the SRX race, but he helped me so much build my confidence back in the day. Like I, I definitely wasn't cocky back in the day, but I did not lack confidence. Like I thought I was one badass person <laughs> back in the day. And you start to question those things when you don't get those results that you want to, or start hearing the noise going around from the outside coming in. And I think that working with him is something that's definitely, even now I feel like started to help my confidence. So um, when the SRX series started uh, this year, uh, Don Hawk called me. There was an IndyCar driver that got a ride real quick and they needed a driver. So they called me up. So I came to the Stafford two race mm-hmm. and uh, I saw you standing by yourself and I didn't like that. Uh, so I come over to you. And I'm say, used to it. <laughs> no, well, well, I don't like that. Uh, do, the, do the boys sometime, uh, it, did they not talk to you or, or what's that? What's that? Yeah, I don't hang out with you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so like the stock car and maybe it's changed a lot back from like when you've raised versus like how it is now. But 
no drivers like everyone well a few people have their low like clicks of like two to four people but like no drivers really hang out or anything like pre-race or talk to each other a whole lot there is a few that do but like i don't feel like i'm a part of those groups <laughs> well i i noticed that i come up and said something to you and then uh i was it wasn't 30 minutes later some one of my friends you know uh said, yeah, I felt bad for Haley, too. She's kind of sitting there by herself. But it, it, but times have changed because it, it was never that way. I mean, Rusty Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt Sr., they were friends. I mean, they went on, mm -hmm. on the, you know, they went, you know, on yachts together. And, you know, Mark Martin and Ernie Irvin, you know, mm -hmm. were staying at each other's houses. And, you know, they somebody could separate that, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like people struggle to separate that now. I, I think competition – and remember, this is a conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I think what I've noticed is everything is so hardcore now. Mm -hmm. You know, back in our day, you got one sponsor and that's all you needed. Yeah. For the whole year. Mm -hmm. and I always got all my own sponsors. And that's yeah. what I was. I was popular for running my mouth, <laughs> selling product and doing good on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I agree with you. You kind of got me at thinking that it takes six, eight sponsors a year. Yeah. Uh, everything's so damn expensive and, and everybody's got a pin up their butt and, you know, everybody's afraid you're going to get them. Yeah. Um, well, that, that, that bums me out a little bit. Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody talks to each other because I, I noticed that. And, and, and um, yeah, that, that's, that's a bitch. I don't like that. But <laughs> yeah. I don't either. It, it's kind of weird. Like you think with like we're all, a lot of us are the same age. Like you would think we all live in the same town, towns that are close to each other. Like you would think that like more drivers would kind of like, and maybe it's different as you go up the ranks a little bit. I don't know. And mm -hmm. so like, I don't know how it is in Xfinity or Cup, but like the truck stuff, like it's harsh. Like it's, no one says like, a lot of times I feel like I make people uncomfortable because I'm the driver that like, if another driver walks by me, I'll say hi. And, yeah. like, I feel like they get uncomfortable, like, why are you talking to me type deal? I'm like, sorry, just trying to be nice. <laughs> Do you think they're afraid to talk to you because they might have a girlfriend or a wife and they feel like, oh, I'm talking to a girl. My wife's going to jump my ass. I don't think so because, like, it'll just – I just – it's not even talk to me. Like I just go, I just say hi as I'm walking yeah. by. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not even trying to start a conversation. I just try and be nice. I say yeah. hi to everybody. I always ask how everybody is. Like, and I feel, I don't know. I see it. I see it with other drivers though. Like guy to guy. I do see it a lot with that too. So that's what makes me believe it's not just because I'm a girl type deal. Yeah. 